I showed up. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM. Today we got a unique piece brought to you by Fatma Nasser. Welcome to the studio. Hi. Hi. I know that you've been writing some human stories on Instagram. And so we decided we're going to do a piece on the radio. Do you want to talk about how this came about? Yes. So what happened is after graduating college, it's been harder to keep in touch with friends and people, especially as an international student. So I decided to write about the things that I encounter on my everyday life and share them on Instagram for my friends to check out. And if you, my dear listener, want to check it out, it's Fatma's eyes. And Ayun Fatma. Ayun. <laughs> So that's on Instagram at Fatima's Eyes. Fatima spelled F A T E M A, Eyes. And you can check out some of the stories there. In fact, today, the story that you're going to be playing on air is a story that you already published on your Instagram, but this is a much more in depth version of it. Can you tell me a little bit about what we're about to listen to? Basically, what I've done is I looked at that uh, at that written piece, and because it's written, it has a different format. So with Oman FM, I just got the chance to uh, adapt it differently. I invited the person I wrote on, Safiya, here to the studio to talk about the trip, which I talked about in that post, but most importantly, get to know her some more. It's a very relaxing piece, I must say. So if you're driving, just drive safely. Or if you're sitting, you know, make a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, and just chill. Yes, also sit safely. You know, it's very weird to say. <laughs> sit safely? <laughs> <laughs> Turn up your radio and enjoy this piece brought to you by Fatma Nasser. The Nation Station. 90.4 FM. Hey, y'all. This is Fatma presenting the segment of Ain't Nobody Listening, where I bring to you intimate stories and conversations from the lives of people that I encounter from my everyday life. In this debut, I invited my good friend Sofia into the studio to talk to her about her and a trip we took to Nezwa. So here it goes. I want to give you an introduction, but it's really tough because we're really good friends. Uh, we've known each other for less than a year, Yeah. but even then, Uh, I want to avoid the cliches of giving you like the introduction of who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So let's uh, let's just jump into it. So in five words, describe how you think others perceive you. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, um, that will need so much courage from my side, but I think um, would be ah okay. Sometimes arrogant. Arrogance. Yeah, can't tell why. Uh, smart. Mm -hmm. um, shy. Arrogant and shy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Independent. Mm -hmm. And brave. Brave. Brave, I can vouch for. Smart, I can mm -hmm. vouch for. Arrogant, not too much. <laughs> Neither is so shy. So I can be arrogant sometimes. Okay, so we heard how Sophia thinks others perceive her, but here's how I perceive her. She's an accomplished, sleep-deprived socialist with a shrewd academic mind, very much type A, which I am not. 
She's fueled by a lot of ambition, astonishing amounts of coffee, and a huge appetite for life. I often get secondhand exhaustion from knowing her average to-do list. Between working two jobs and volunteering at two organizations, I can definitively state that I lead a quieter life than she does. From the five words she used to describe herself, I was surprised to hear arrogant among those words. So I asked her to tell me about times she's been arrogant. Okay, a friend told me once that whenever I talk about something that is my area, I tend to be kind of arrogant that I act the way that nobody uh, knows as much I, as I do. So those areas being literature, media. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I, I feel really excited to talk more about it rather than feeling that nobody knows more than I do. So maybe not arrogant as much as passionate? When we first met, a mutual acquaintance told me that Sophia and I have much in common. I gave this acquaintance a dismissive eye roll, assuming it's another misguided generalization casually made about someone who happens to be around my age. Very soon, I noticed that we do have a few things in common. For example, we both studied English literature during our undergraduate years, but we like different types of literature and eras. That's why I appreciate Sophia's passion so much. I found someone who I can talk with about my favorite era of literature, which happens to be early 19th century American Transcendentalist literature, and for her to talk about hers. While we do have a fair amount of things in common, I think we're quite opposite in our personalities and experiences. One of the things she tends to be passionate about is her hometown, Niswa. She talks about it with a lot of affection and intimate knowledge. I got curious to see this portrait of Nizwa that she painted for me. Luckily, she didn't stop at just talking about her Nizwa, but she invited me to see it during Eid. We all know that Eid has a certain monotony that we all experience after a certain age. This year was a bit different for me. I got to break that monotony when Sophia invited me to spend the second day of Eid with her and some of her family members in Nizwa. Actually, the full family was really excited for me uh, to have friends there because um, uh, I invited uh, invited you to my grandfather's house in Nazwa. And that place for me is where I grew up, where I have always laughed. Um, I can't recall that many bad memories that happened there. It was and it's still my comfort um, place to go. So uh, and I think my other cousins and my uncles and aunties always think the same about that place. It's um, our happiness hub, let's say. So I really wanted you to see that, to have the feeling and to just see if you can feel the same when you don't necessarily um, have been there before. Actually, I've been to Nizwa a couple of times before Sophia invited me and she was a bit upset that I went without her being there. Here I have to note that the years I spent in college in the US and subsequently in Muscat have made me a bit hesitant about visiting people's homes. I tend to be a cautious person, but the urban lifestyle has made me even more hesitant in general about going to others' houses since we could meet up at a coffee shop, the beach, or any other place. So accepting this invite was refreshing. 
and made me reconnect with my younger self who would go to anyone's house without overthinking the social etiquette. I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous <laughs> to go to your house and I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Mm. Um, I remember us sitting for breakfast yes. and the mango fell from yeah. the tree. <laughs> it was um, uh, maybe Nizwa's way to welcome you to have that mango falling off, though my uncle is so strict about that mango tree. <laughs> So here's the deal about the mango tree. It's a big tree in the front yard of the house and no one is allowed to pick any mangoes from it. So the only way to get a mango is to wait for it to fall from its high branches. I knew that I'd leave Nizwa with a lot of affection, but I didn't expect it to swell up so soon. After a filling breakfast under that mango tree with Safiya and her welcoming relatives, she took me for a tour around the house. The structure is a familiar one, a house squared between concrete and mud walls with a spacious front and backyards. As we circled the house, I took note of the Fadaj canal lining the side walls which extend into the backyard and split it in half. She explained to me that, to this day, the people of Nizwa run the Fadaj water schedules by themselves. Their turn is on Friday mornings. Walking around the shaded green space, I was showered by nostalgia that wasn't mine. She recalls some vivid memories about growing up there. Which trees she used to pick berries from, and pointed at the banana tree and its leaves, which they still use to this day for Shua. The house is full of traces from that older life, and the pulse of a present life split between it and Masqat. You know the burden of having a guest, and then yes. you have, uh, you, you feel the pressure of making them feel happy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, but That's it wasn't the case people. at all for me. It okay, wasn't I'm the case at that. all. Yeah, because you were vibing, and you were vibing with my family too. Mm-hmm. Uh, though you didn't meet all of them because they were busy with all Eid things. After that tour, Safiya and a couple of her relatives took me around a few cool spots in Nizwa. We went back to her grandpa's house in the afternoon and spent the rest of the day talking, drinking coffee, and attempting to read our fortune from those cups. We made up some wild interpretations and left plenty at them. Reflecting on this visit, I can't say that I've seen a different side of Sophia as much as I saw continuity of her character and the quality of being brave to let me and others see so much of her inner life. Have you always been this type of brave person or is it something that you grew up into? Not really. Tell me about that. I grew up to be, um, I'm a middle child, by the way. (laughs) And it says so many things about me. (laughs) And for a really long time, I was a pleaser. But you can't be a pleaser with really big dreams. At some point, you will just have to be okay with the fact that you are not pleasing people or your Mm -hmm. parents or your siblings those people that you really cherish. Mm -hmm. So when I realized that, you know what, there is those many dreams that I have in mind and I can't just let those people down, but I'm gonna ask for forgiveness, not for permission at that point. Mm. So the first step was for me is just to confront them that I want to do one, two, three. And one of them was um, me studying abroad. I did my master's Mm -hmm. abroad at that time in Qatar. For context, Sophia did her undergraduate degree in English literature in Sultan Qaboos University and then immediately followed it up with a master's in digital humanities and societies in Qatar. She graduated in 2020, but her academic work never stopped even though she started working in corporate later on. My parents were not that much of supportive 
because mm-hmm. of how they are really overprotective. But they couldn't say no because deep down they do know that it's my own decision. And um, I was actually an A student. <laughs> So that made them more um, supportive. Smart. Yeah. So um, that was the first major thing uh, for me to be brave about, to fight for. And I think I only need at that time a, a really small push, little push to, to just be brave. And then everything else would be really easier. Where did that push come from? Uh, dreams your dreams <laughs> yeah okay. I have so many dreams and it's just the fact that I do have the resources I'm really qualified I'm stuck just because uh, I can't fo- fight sorry for what I want I was um, really bothering me I felt so weak and ashamed I felt touched by the way she earnestly said dreams on more than one occasion Sophia shared with me that knowledge is a cornerstone of her life So pursuing academia is a natural path because she wanted to get her master's and PhD degrees abroad. However, when she did go abroad, that dream evolved. She realized that her dreams weren't only getting degrees, but it was having a certain lifestyle. An area where she can travel, meet different people, acquire and generate knowledge. But for me, uh, it was them knowing for sure that I'm pursuing a a bigger dream. It's just not a one-time thing. They really believed in in what I did. So they were not comfortable about it. They, um, to be honest, we did had our clashes and conflicts in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And even later, because I can't just say it's rainbows and butterflies. Mm -hmm. I do sometimes struggle with the fact that Um, I need sometimes just to pretend I'm asking for a permission. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that the key is not necessarily asking for permission, but to include them. Mm -hmm. Um, To ask for an advice, for example. Uh, To ask what they think about something I have achieved. Not necessarily they are interested in, but to feel included. And that made a major change. I just want to note that it's really brave of you to even talk about this um not just with me with strangers who might be hearing this learning about this version of Sophia made me wonder if she's always been comfortable talking about those struggles and what makes her so open about them i for once really appreciate them and knowing about them as i've confronted a few similar ones have you always been comfortable talking about these things um, or? Not really. To be honest, it took me so long to be comfortable with admitting that I have my own imperfections, whether in my life or with my family. Um, one of the things that I always struggle with is to maintain really good, perfect image about me. Um, my theory is it's a middle <laughs> child thing. <laughs> I would disagree as a middle child, but tell me your theory. It's um, at some point you become the fixer of so many things and you feel that you're pressured to just do the right things. It's not there is no room for mistakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It feels like uh, you only get praised when you are 100 percent perfect. So just the idea of me doing mistakes, it was a big thing to me. Mm. It it doesn't work like this. Um, so through time, mistakes were a lot that I couldn't even track them. 
And those mistakes were mistakes by your definition or by your family's definition? My definition. Your of definition. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And I do have like that tendency of uh, catastrophic thinking in general. So even little small mistakes for me would be a huge matter. But then I also understood um, or realized um, that they are uh, obstacles. I can't be 100% per- perfect. And I can't be a little bit perfect without doing mistakes. Mm-hmm. But the major thing that made me talk more about it is that I saw that at some point I needed someone to tell me, you know what, I went through the same thing and it's going to work out. Don't worry. Because um, not to have that honest conversation with uh, someone else makes you feel so lonely. Mm. It's like no one can relate to you. But the truth is that people are going through really hard things um, through their life and we only need little small conversations to talk about it and be honest about our feelings because it might inspire other and empower them. Do you recall the first person who was that figure to you? Yes, and I think you do know her. She's my friend, Zina. Yes. Shout out. Shout out to Zina. Zina. By bringing up mentorship through Zina, the image of younger Sofia became clearer to me. I remember my own struggles and the decisions I had trouble making, which ended up being transformative thanks to the mentors who guided me through them. For her to be always there for me, to tell me that she has been through the same thing. And it's so interesting because we do have so many things in common, um, even our families and when uh, where, uh, where did we come from, how we were raised up. Uh, so it made sense that we go um, through the same struggle. Is she also a middle child? Yes. Well, Conservative family? Up. Yes. With big dreams, a big yes. Okay. <laughs> At this point, I can say that we covered four of the five words that Sophia thinks others perceive her by. Arrogant, smart, independent, and brave. But we didn't cover the shy part. So I went back to ask her this question. If you haven't been abroad, do you think you would have been comfortable inviting the people you invited, including myself, to Nizwa? She responded by saying, No, 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 no. <laughs> because one of the things that have radically changed me is going abroad and traveling in general. At some point, I had to change uh, the shy girl attitude into not even extrovert, but also feeling comfortable uh, being with people who I'm not familiar with. Um, one of the things that I have always talked about, and I think I have an Instagram um, post about, is that as much as I crave knowledge, reading, in, as in reading books, I understood then that I realized basically that that kind of knowledge doesn't only exist in books, but actually um, within people and their stories and their experiences. And meeting new people from different backgrounds with different stories um, ex- is exciting for me. Um, so as much as I want to be that warm, uh, bookworm that I used to be, but I'm also proud that 
Now I'm more capable of creating connection with people, people who already have that knowledge, sometimes knowledge that doesn't exist in books. Shai Safiya had to adapt to live her dreams, and I couldn't be more happy about her character development. Because here's the thing about that Nizwa trip with her. Every place she took me to wasn't just filtered through her eyes, it reflected her current character. I saw a much more vivid Nizwa from the one I visited as a kid, and Safiya agrees. That also made me proud, uh, that the fact that things have been really changing rapidly in Nizwa. It's not only the architecture and the whole um, uh, culture of um, uh, cafes that we have I been, it has been emerging in Nizwa and so on, but also the mentality of people, how they are welcoming of difference and different people just coming and going from Nizwa. That, um, I have been seeing this more and more through time. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you want to, it made me also realize that opening up as societies also requires so much of accepting diversity. I would credit 50% of the globalization efforts in yes. Nizwa to you and you <laughs> inviting people from all over to your house. Yeah. Her story and hospitality made me open up more and let my curiosity, rather than caution, motivate my storytelling. So I hope that you feel encouraged not to just pursue your dreams, but live them, as Sophia does. Thank you so much for having me today. The Nation Station. 90.4 FM. we're back you're listening to ain't nobody listening with me in the studio is the author and the narrator of the piece that you just listened to fatima nasr well done on that thank you and how was that experience how was that experience oh. coming up with this writing this because i know this is a little different from what you're usually what you usually write uh, at least you need mm-hmm. to think about things from from an audio perspective rather than just from a written perspective how has this experience been for you it was a lot of fun uh, creatively speaking thinking of the written word on page um, and how people will listen to it comes a little bit more naturally and easier for me especially because i did spend a solid amount of time in college just studying that so adapting it to the audio format was a lot of fun slightly uh i was slightly nervous about it but it turned out really really well um and I'm really happy that it just got aired. And thank you for everyone who listened to it. Was it difficult to adapt your writing to audio or did it feel like a natural fit? It came somewhat naturally and it's a bit easier actually to adapt the script in audio because when I wrote it, I knew that I can write as much as I want. But with the written piece and because I so smartly decided to use Instagram as my platform, I have limited word counts. So I got to write a little bit more in depth, um, but it was different and I had to tie it to that written piece. On one hand, I'm really happy I got to expand more. On the other hand, it was just a different experience. I felt like I was writing a theater script almost. Really? How's that? Uh, because, uh, first of all, segmenting the piece, uh, picking the themes that I'll be talking about, um, specifying um, the quotes that I'll be taking from Sophia's interview. It's very theatrical because you're deciding when someone comes in and when someone leaves, what do they do when they come in and what do they don't do when they're there? Mm-hmm. So it just reminded me a lot of that. What should we expect from you in the coming pieces? First of all, I'm doing this for very selfish reasons, which is just to get to know 
Oman again because I feel like I missed out on a lot of things by being abroad. Mm. And anything that I'm going to share is not going to be important. It's not like life-threatening or anything. It's just going to be very humanistic, very chill, something that you can drink your cup of tea to. Yeah. So I'm hoping to foster more of that well, because look, Sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but that could also that mm. I mean, that could be important. Maybe like for example, Sophia mm-hmm. uh, tackled a lot of themes and maybe just the mere fact that somebody heard someone else go through a similar experience as them mm-hmm. might be subjectively very important to them right yeah well okay yeah. then i take it back it will be important in the sense that you as listeners know that there are so many great people out here who go through things that you might be going through or things that might help you empathize and understand what others around you are going through if you yourself don't understand it mm. so i'm hoping to foster more of that but also encourage that culture of listening listening deeply um, mindfully and that's why i like writing too with writing you have to sit down and read every word by yourself and i'm hoping to carry that through with the show so yeah this is your debut on radio isn't it Yes, it is. What a way to start. Woo-hoo. Yeah, well done on that. Uh, people who know me will know this is definitely up my alley of the things that I am interested in. But bringing your pers- unique perspective into it and your writing abilities, I really think made this piece. And as a first piece, nailed it. Thank you so much, Abdullah. I appreciate a lot of the support that you've provided throughout this whole thing. And thank you to Arman FM for being the platform to share this through. You can listen to this episode as well as many, many others on our podcast. Just search for Ain't Nobody Listening on your favorite podcast app and you'll find us there. Alternatively, you can follow us on Instagram at omanfm.om. Click the link in our bio. You'll find links to all of our different shows. Abdullah Ma'wali here along with Fatima Nasr. A show that nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.